1: now
4: Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back. To another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. How you guys doing today? I sincerely hope you're having a lovely afternoon. Just finishing up on my gig at 412 Productions in Badlands Media. Taking it back every Thursday at 4 p.m. with myself, Adel Nero, and quite frankly, if you are just joining us from that stream, thank you so much for making the switch. Do me a favor, hit the like button. Also, help us out by sharing the show. Hit that red pill if you're over there at Pilled.net. I sincerely appreciate you and your patronage. Thanks, you guys. We've got so much to talk about. As you can see on the screen, the thumbnail, the topic of conversation, main topic, we're going to be discussing the possibilities for a Trump 2.0 administration, the dream team, if you will, because apparently somebody's got some intel inside the Trump camp. Now, we're going to take the source with a grain of salt, but I have to say that the names I'm seeing align with what I myself would actually like to see. On screen, we have a series of potential political appointments, maybe even some vice presidential picks. A lot of faces I know you guys like, and maybe a couple that you don't. But remember, President Trump has been thinking about this for the last four years. Sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. My friends, gold is on the rise. It just soared past $2,000 an ounce. And the wars in Israel and the Ukraine, plus the rate cuts that are on the table, well, all of these things are working together to help fuel the meteoric rise of this beautiful precious metal. And the top banks, Deutsche Bank, UBS, Bank of America, JP Morgan, all of them are forecasting sizable rate cuts coming up in the election year. And you've got the heads of the top financial firms pointing out the similarities to what we see in America now in the 1970s. Take a look back at 1979. At that time, we had the Iran hostage crisis. There was war in the Middle East and major US cities were in disarray and stagflation. At that time, gold went from $158 an ounce in 1974 to $850 an ounce in 1980. Meanwhile, our national debt is skyrocketing even higher. There's a direct correlation between the national debt and the price of gold. Back in 2020, the US debt was at $23 trillion and gold was $1500 an ounce. Well, now in 20 2023 it's 33 trillion and gold is over two thousand dollars an ounce now president trump he warned us the u.s dollar no longer being the world standard will be our greatest defeat in 200 years so you can call the proud americans of the patriot gold group today before it's too late remember to mention me zach payne and red pill news and when you do you will always get best in class service from patriots protecting patriots patriot gold group has the no fee for Life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver and you might be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA. It's available on qualifying rollovers, and to find out if you do qualify, give them a call today at 888 857 6092 and get your free investor guide today. Once again, Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for seven years in a row. Call them today at 888 888- 857 857 6092. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. It looks like Storm Shelter 17 just realized he hadn't subscribed to my channel yet. Badlands crew, thank you very much for joining us from the Badlands media family. Also, Andre2121, Zach, thanks for all you do. I look forward to another awesome stream. You should also be looking forward to getting a letter in your mailbox, probably within a day or two. <clears throat> Or rather, I guess your dad would, because it's going to your dad's house. Uh, Also, let me see. uh, Somebody else. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Talk about you. It's not a clone today. This is not clone pill 78 Definitely, this is the real me. And, uh, God, if only I could clone myself so that I could give myself a little bit of time off. But you know what? No sleep for the weary. We've got a lot of work ahead of us. Thank you so much for hanging out today, guys. I really appreciate it. Thick Ray over on Pilled.net says, Well, good evening to you. Hashtag. The truth is loose. Yes, it is. The truth does not stop. The truth is immutable. There is only one truth, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. So let us begin by taking a look first at the state of the House of Representatives with. Kevin McCarthy leaving 10 months early. You have to imagine that his butt must be really, really chafed after Matt Gates gave him a total humiliation in front of everyone. Kevin McCarthy believed that he was invincible. He thought that once he became Speaker of the House, like Nancy Pelosi, he would be able to do anything that he wanted and get away with it. Well, thank God we have people, some people, there in Congress who were willing to hold him to account. Now, I thought this. It was a pretty selfish move for Kevin McCarthy to leave early because he's going to be leaving the House of Representatives with an even slimmer majority than they have right now. And Matt Gates said it best. He said, even Nancy Pelosi, at least she stuck around. This is not an act of patriotism or moving on to the next fight. It's an act of abject selfishness. Yes, it is. If he cannot run the place and be speaker, then he will leave. I said on 412 Productions at Badlands Media, this is the grown-up version of that little kid who plays in the neighborhood and brings over all of his toys, and then somebody says something he doesn't like, so he gathers up his PlayStation and all of his stuff, and he heads on back home. Now, Matt Gates also said Nancy Pelosi, for all her flaws, and there were many, at least stuck around. She didn't hurt her team by saying, well, if I can't be quarterback, I'm just going to take the ball and go home. Matt says, <laughs> we're on the exact same page here. So with Kevin McCarthy leaving, it's going to put the Republicans in an even more precarious position. But the one good thing that I think is coming out of all of this, and we talked about this on 412 as well, is that it leaves the opportunity open for true American patriots to fill these vacant seats. And with the distaste in the mouth of the American public at the rhinos and at the D.C. establishment, this deep state New World Order agenda that they've been trying to impose upon us. I think that Americans are primed to elect the right people even more now than we have been at any time in our past. And Marjorie Taylor Greene said the quiet part out loud. I think this is what a lot of people are thinking. Hopefully no one dies because if someone dies, then the Republican Party no longer has a majority inside the House of Representatives. They have a one seat majority now with Kevin McCarthy leaving. We've got a number of Republicans who have announced these are the ones who are not going to be seeking reelection in 2024. And I want you to think about if any of these people are your representatives. Ken Buck in Ohio. The dude is a rhino. Good to see you go. Michael Burgess in Texas. I'm not familiar with the man, so I don't know his policy or his politics. Representative Kay Granger from Texas. Not familiar with her either. Representative Bill Johnson from Ohio. Can't say I'm familiar with him representative Debbie Lesko from Arizona. She's the one who cried when Kevin McCarthy got the boot. So I think, you know, good riddance to bad rubbish. Kevin McCarthy, obviously he's not on the Patriot side, uh, representative Patrick McHenry from North Carolina. He was Kevin McCarthy 2.0. He was his little shadow. So I think he's leaving because Kevin McCarthy got the boot representative Victoria Spartz from Indiana. She's the Ukrainian, Uh, now, actually, Mele, my buddy uh, from uh, from that part of the country, he's told me he had some interactions with Victoria Sparks. And uh, I, I think that I've, I believe she is falling on the rhino spectrum as well. And then Brad Wenstrup. Again, not familiar with Brad Wenstrup. Now, of course, we also had George Santos being expelled from the House. He's not going to be running for reelection. Uh, and I think that his expulsion is completely unfair, utterly unfair. The House of Representatives has now set the precedent that for whatever reason, they can just kick you out. People be damned. George Santos may be a total scumbag. He may be guilty of everything that they've charged him with, but he hasn't been found guilty in a court of law. You know, this is is like people in the real world who are accused of some heinous crime like you uh, a woman accuses a man of rape. He didn't rape her. But instead of going to the police, she goes public in a Me Too spectacle. She puts a, a, a tweet out and a blog post, and she details her humiliation at the hands of an innocent man, somebody who didn't do anything to her. She just didn't like whatever he said or something to that effect, and she decides she wants to wreck his life. He loses his job. He loses his family. He loses his house. And then finally, he's vindicated when it turns out that she's a lying scumbag. This happens happened to a professional baseball player not all that long ago. A woman that he was sleeping with accused him of rape. But the only thing is that photos and videos of her the morning after the supposed rape happened show her laying in bed while he's asleep. She's smiling. She doesn't have any bruises on her neck. She doesn't have any batteries on her face. She has not been hit. She has not been beaten. She has not been sexually abused. But it was all about trying to siphon money out of this guy. Turns out she was texting her friends and she was talking about her plan to essentially siphon millions of dollars out of him, and if she wasn't able to do that, she was planning to ruin his career. Well, thank God he had legal representation and he was able to prove this woman to be the lying scumbag she was. Not everybody has the has the uh, 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 the ability to do that. It's really sad, it's terrible, and we need to get back to a place in America where people are given a fair shot. George Santos being kicked out, well, that's just one less Republican that we can count on. I think that George Santos, no matter what his flaws were, he was a, a safe bet in terms of voting for America first policies. But 105 Rhino Party Republicans made this historic move to kick him out of Congress. He was, uh, to be frank, the most conservative freshman member of Congress simply based upon his voting records so far. Take a look at how often he voted along party lines. One hundred percent of the time he never voted against anything that Republicans wanted him to vote for. And, you know, these are the most conservative people here. Uh, Claudia Tenney, Elise Stefanik, Nick Lalata, Mark Molinaro, Nicole Malitakis. Mike Lawler, Nick Langworthy, Andrew Garbarino, Anthony Desposito, and Brandon Williams. But George Santos apparently committed some uh, unforgivable sins when he took money from his campaign account. Allegedly, we don't even know that he did, but that's just what they've accused him of. Uh, at the end of the day, I think it's more likely that George Santos... Didn't want to play ball in the way that the rhinos wanted him to. They got rid of him in the same way that they got rid of that sweet guy from North Carolina in the wheelchair. <clears throat> because he caught he talked openly about uh, uh orgies uh fueled by cocaine and alcohol in the after hours. George Santos also talked about r- uh members of Congress who were playing grab hands with their aides. Uh Fredo says, "I think it's intentional sabotage. They expel Santos, crybaby Kevin leaves, one more McCarthy loyalist step down and bye-bye Republican House. I think you're absolutely right." Yes, <laughs> and proud Navy patriot. Omar and Cortez have ethics complaints, too. Are they next? No, I, I don't think they will be. Uh, and neither will Jamal Bowman. Now, George Santos did have a, a bit of speculation <clears throat> on who should replace him uh, in his seat. And that would be Cara Castronova. She writes for the Gateway Pundit. She is a, a conservative firebrand. Uh, I've been on uh, Twitter spaces with Cara before. Uh, I think she's great. I think that she would be an actually uh, a wonderful pick. But how is that going to happen? Uh, I don't know if there's going to be a uh, a special election or if uh, Kathy Hochul is going to appoint somebody. Uh, but we'll have to see how all this goes down. I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen a congressman expelled in this fashion. I guess other than um, uh, 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 oh gosh, I did a show on him, and I'm so sorry, I can't remember his name, James Traffican. <clears throat> They kicked James Trafficking out, but I think that at the very least they waited until his uh, his time was up. Now uh, Jamal Bowman, Jamal, or excuse me, Jamal Bowman, he's the guy who pulled the fire alarm, which that was an actual illegal act. Might I remind everyone here, and especially those people in Congress, but he's not going to be expelled because the Democrats, for all their faults, for all their slimy, sneaky snake-like behavior, they stick together. They stand united because even though they may disagree ideologically, they understand that there is a bigger game at play here. They can, they, they can you know, bitch about things behind the scenes. Uh, they can discuss and disagree with each other on these very specific ideological things. But at the end of the day, they just want to stay in power. They know that even if their ultimate wishes are not met, it's better to rule, uh, you know, the uh, – What is it? Uh, The the saying is uh, uh, better to to rule in hell than to serve in heaven. That's how they feel. okay. And what we need are people who want to serve in heaven, people who want to serve the American people, not to rule over Washington, D.C. like their own private fiefdom. Jamal Bowman. He is guilty of exactly what they have charged many of the January 6th defendants of, and he will not be kicked out. He may be censured. They may say that, oh, Jamal Bowman shouldn't have done that. We are not going to accept that type of behavior. But nobody is going to vote to expel him, even though if if they wanted to, they would have a Republican majority and they would be able to expel him. So Jamal Bowman is going to continue to do what he does. The squad members are going to continue to do what they do. And we're not going to see any accountability for them. However, we do have uh, a, uh, an opportunity here to fill those vacant seats with true American patriots. Uh, it's rather late in the game for many of them to have been dropped out. So I'm going to keep a close eye on all of those seats that are being vacated, and we'll see what we can do to try to ensure that America first candidates are the ones who get in. Uh, 2024 is going to be the year that J.R. Majewski is elected to serve Ohio's ninth district, uh, and I think that many other American patriots are going to be elected as well. Uh, keep your eyes open for who President Trump is going to be anointing in those areas. All right. So yesterday, briefly, we talked about the um, active shooter situation uh, at uh, UNLV. Well, the shooter has been identified and... You know, we've been talking a lot recently about how higher education is a risk to the safety and security of the American Republic. And to be quite honest with you, it turns out that we were more right than we even knew because the active shooter turns out to have been a college professor. Now, it also appears that he had been rejected for a position at the University of Las Vegas. So, uh, the Gateway Pundit's Christina Lala had reported on the intricacies of this deranged shooter who murdered three innocent people at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, and he was taken out by police. Uh, it looks like he wasn't too tactical. So, you know, I don't believe that he would have been all that uh, well-prepared. But law enforcement officials have revealed that he was 67-year-old Anthony Polito. He's a—I wonder if they're going to make mention of the fact that he is—he's uh, Italian. Because—are uh, it, are, are Italian people considered to be white? I mean, I suppose uh, they might be considered white to the woke leftists uh, or maybe they would be considered a minority. I don't know. I don't know. His skin is pale. And uh, if they can choose to claim him as a white deranged active shooter, then I think they will. But Anthony Polito had unsuccessfully applied for a job. Uh, He had previously worked as a professor in North Carolina and Georgia. Uh, Two police detectives responded to the scene when he was there actively killing people, uh, and they saw that he was armed with a handgun. Uh, They started a shootout with the police, and they ended up taking him out. Uh, Investigators are uh, in the midst of searching his apartment in Henderson, Nevada. Uh, They believe that to be Polito's primary residence. They've obtained his phone uh, they are searching through it they're looking for as much evidence as they can uh, they're also searching through his professional writings for additional clues to see if maybe there was something else that they missed i want to know if the fbi had prior contact with anthony Polito or if he was truly an unknown to him we've also learned the names of the people who were killed in the shooting uh, and uh we don't know i'm sorry um Victims who were killed in the shooting were faculty or staff, not students. Okay, so he went and killed the other professors. Uh, So the attack wasn't random. Seems like it was motivated by jealousy, some sort of uh, uh, mental imbalance. Uh, But we don't have like a manifesto that's been released or anything like that. A fourth person uh, was not killed, but they were taken to the hospital in stable but critical condition. Uh, there were a number of people who had panic attacks. Uh, people were dealing with the mental stress of the whole thing. The two officers that were in the shootout, they apparently had minor injuries, but uh, nothing of any real substance. So – Uh, There was a press briefing last night uh, discussing the events that took place, and in the interim between that press briefing briefing and uh, earlier today, earlier this afternoon, we were able to find a little bit more details about uh, this deranged active shooter. Turns out he was a fan of George Soros. Also, apparently he had an interest in Freemasonry, the Bohemian Grove, the Bilderberg Group, and more. Isn't it interesting? When we were talking about James U the other day, we, we've noticed a, a pattern here. Uh, they seem to take people who have an odd mixture of, of views and, and ideologies. Uh, and then, of course, they tend to focus on the ones that fit their narrative the best. So <clears throat> if he had an interest in Freemasonry, Bohemian Grove, and the Bilderberg Group, uh, then, of course, you know it would be easier for them to label him as some sort of a, a conspiracy theorist or maybe an Alex Jones listener. Uh, But the fact that he believes George Soros has a great mind, obviously that puts him in opposition, I would believe, to every single person who are watching this currently. So authorities have reported that Anthony Polito actually had a website, uh, and on that website, he claims to have decoded the Zodiac killer's letters. So sounds like he was uh, also interested in serial killers. He also had a section of the website which was dedicated to great minds like George Soros. Now, what was his website? Uh, st- <laughs> hang on. Why are they not giving us? Here we go. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, they have uh, their work cut out for them. Uh, Okay, so let's take a look at some of these headings. So news and periodicals looks like he's linking to different news sites beginning with ABC News. They appear to be in alphabetical order. Uh, Let's see if he has anything other than mainstream media sources. ABC Arts and Letters, Atlanta Journal, Constitution, BBC, Barron's Boston Globe, CBS, CNN fortune fox financial times no the mckinsey quarterly that's interesting uh yeah so every single news outlet he has listed here is a mainstream oh interesting webcams this seems like the kind of website that somebody would have made in uh like web 1.0 uh when you kind of just gave links to all of the things that you thought were interesting on the internet i've seen a lot of stuff like this before Great minds of the 20th century, that includes Isaac Asimov, Gregory Bateson, Arthur C. Clarke, Albert Einstein, uh, Stephen Hawking, Carl Sagan, George Soros, Frank Lloyd Wright. I agree and disagree with a couple of those Uh, management books, business school websites, management consulting, interesting links, business and management, academic practitioner organizations, travel, business and management resources, shopping, Abercrombie and Fitch. That's interesting. I mean, he's got a, a lot of retail outlets in here, but all of them, again, in alphabetical order, bespoke tailoring shaved well. The Art of Shaving. Wow. He's got a whole section dedicated on how to shave properly. Uh, he's got a section on cufflinks. It seems to be a class act. Hotels and resorts. Vegas, baby. So he was a fan of Vegas before moving there. Vegas Clubs. Uh, w. Edward Deming. Quality, productivity, or operations. Internet and technology research. Oh, look, he's got a. Yeah, this is a very old website. He's got the first link is to Alta Vista. I don't even think Alta Vista is a thing anymore, is it? Yeah, it's now Yahoo. <laughs> so uh, Maggie says Karma Patriot searched his pick and the internet came back with zero matches. Well, I mean, he does have this picture here on his website. It's possible that he didn't have any. Uh, sort of social media presence, <clears throat> but taking a look at the photo, that uh, I mean, I've 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 looked at a lot of uh, AI generated images, and although they look convincing, you can always tell when it's AI. This appears to be a real photograph to me, but uh, it gets interesting when we get down here to powerful organizations bent on global domination. The 1001 Club, Bank of International Settlements, Bilderberg, Bohemian Grove, Club of Rome, Committee of 300, Council on Foreign Relations, Echelon, Economics Department at MIT, Freemasonry, Illuminati, IMF, Monsanto, National Security Administration, Prison Planet. Hold on. Is that Alex Jones's Prison Planet? Mm hmm. That's a link to Endgame, the movie, which was a pretty good movie. Shape-shifting reptilian aliens and David Icke. The Anonymous Operations Payback Network. The Hellfire Club. Rosicrucians. Rothschild Family. Trilateral Commission. Skull and Bones. United Nations. Cyber Sabbatical. Wow. This is just a bunch of random stuff. All right. So, uh, I, unless we go through here and, and, and take a look at each and every one of these, uh, specifically, um, Oh look, he's got a link to NPR News. He was a fan of NPR. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. <clears throat> Maggie, do people not usually include the chat? I mean, I thought like that's why I love going live is because I get to look at the chat. You know, I'm um, I, uh, I I've I've got both of uh, the foxhole uh, and I've even got the uh, the foxhole, the rumble, and the getter chats are like right here, and I try to do whatever I can to look through there. Bumblebee over on Getter says Kay Granger is garbage. (laughs) She's got to go. I'll take your word for it. I don't know much. All right. So um, in regards to Anthony Polito and his website, his personal website about his life, in this website, he posted a 15-page theory claiming he decoded the messages left by the Zodiac killer. Uh, He also lists people who are the great minds. Uh, And let's see. I really actually do want to see this. Uh, Zodiac killer document. Mm, let's see. Search Zodiac. Is that going to search? Yes, I'm a human. <laughs> he looks like Penn Gillette. Penn's actually lost a little bit of weight. Um, but yes, I, I can see the resemblance. Yeah. Okay, so this is obviously a broken... Something broken on his site. Let's take a look. Maybe down here. Oh, Mensa. He's got a link to Mensa, High IQ Society. I wonder if he's an actual member of Mensa or if he just bought a diploma online and put it on the wall behind him. Let's see. All right. So I'm not willing to look through all of this. If anybody out there in the chat has the link directly to the Zodiac Killer section. Oh, wait. Wait. It's got to be in here. Aha, found it. (laughs) They took it down. Are you kidding me? It links to True TV. What the heck? History. uh, Reopen last. Reopen last closed tab. There we go. Wow. Zodiac Killer. Ooh, the Voynich manuscript. That's a good one. Lake City, he's got a he's got a link to Lake City Quiet Pills. Oh, that's a good one. That's actually a really good one. All right, so I mean, this guy was uh, he was an interesting cat. I'm going to say, and in the same way that most often when people engage in activities like this, although they may be the physical embodiment of what's happening, like. Their finger is on the trigger. They're the one who are there, you know, whose whose body ends up being found. I, I do not believe that they are necessarily in control of their faculties. Now, the 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 methods of mind control and uh, and even bodily control have 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 leaps and bounds uh, of sophistication uh, beyond what we actually know about.
1: Order now fighterflare.com
4: We talked about this a little bit last night, Brad and I, Uh, whoever these people are, the deep state controllers, I believe truly that they have the ability to enter someone's mind, perhaps even physically take control of their body and force them to do things that they otherwise wouldn't do. Now, it's totally possible. Anthony Polito might have just lost it. He said, you know what? I've had enough. I'm sick and tired of not being able to get a job Um, or he may have been mind controlled. This could be an MK Ultra situation uh, from the get go. Anytime you see this sort of activity with, you know, people writing a lot of stuff, just all over the place, that that's kind of a telltale sign. It's it's a di- it's the sign of a disorganized mind. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, I would love to read uh, the information about the Zodiac Killer. Unfortunately, uh, Anthony Polito uh, has not, it's no longer. So let's see. Yeah, that's about all we know about Anthony Pulido. Uh, clearly they're starting to take stuff down. Uh, there's gotta be something about Anthony Pulido that they don't want you to know. Um, obviously the, the same questions that we always ask, was he known to the FBI? Uh, Was he known to local law enforcement? Uh, Were there any red flags leading up to this event? Uh, Was Anthony Polito under the care of a therapist or a psychiatrist? Was Anthony Polito prescribed any mind-altering substances like SSRIs or some sort of other psychotropic medications? Uh, All of these things we need to know. So we may find them out. We may not. Anthony Polito might just disappear into the annals of history. Um, I find it interesting that he used a handgun because it's pretty obvious anytime they have an event that's that's been staged, they always have somebody with an AR-15 or a series of um, AR platform rifles. Uh, and because he doesn't have that, he had a handgun. It's possible that he might have just flipped his wig. But at the same time, it's also totally possible he's an MK Ultra victim. All right, so if you guys wouldn't mind, please hit that like button. Uh, hit the red pill. Let me say thank you to C. Blanche over on the Foxhole. Thank you so much. Uh, Sean Joe, thank you for that cookie. Looks like Sean Joe dropped a number of monthly bronze tier subscriptions, so I really appreciate you there, buddy. He dropped two of them. Asquatch just grabbed one. So did Steve B. Thank you very much, boys. Oh, my good friend Matt Couch is here. Matt Couch also has an exclusive foxhole slash pill.net show, which premiered last night. It was really great. Uh, also, thank you to Candylicious and Thick Ray. Warrior Mima dropped a fleet. Thank you so much, hon. Uh, she says, I'm sending you some love, Zach. Keep up the great work. I love your show. Thank you very much, Warrior Mima. It's always good to see your name out there. And then Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie as well. All right. So normally I really wouldn't care to talk about these uh, Republican primary debates. But the longer they go on and the more whittled down they get, the more obvious it is to me that there's some good content in there. And there really was some good content. But we don't need to watch the whole thing. Mostly, as, uh, as, it, as we found out in the last one, the good content seems to revolve around Vivek Ramaswamy. And I'm going to repeat what I said on 412 and on. Whatever you think of Vivek Ramaswamy, personally, I don't think it matters. OK, you're not meant to trust him. You're not meant to even like him because he's not making a case for himself to be president. He's never said to the American people, this is why you should vote for me over Donald Trump. He's been asked, he's been baited by the mainstream media. Every time they get him on camera, they ask him, why should people vote for you instead of Donald Trump? And he doesn't tell them why they should vote for him. He tells them why they should vote for Trump. He tells, he tells them what Trump did that was wonderful, why Joe Biden has ruined the country. Uh, he exposed a lot of things last night. Vivek Ramaswamy is a surrogate for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is unable to join on these debate stages. And frankly, he doesn't need to because he's the guy to beat. Uh, but because there are people out there speaking poorly of him, defaming him, you, you know, it's good to have somebody out there championing your cause, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy is an employee of the Trump campaign. His sole job is to convince people that Donald Trump is the candidate to vote for. You will never you can take this to the bank. You will never find Vivek Ramaswamy making a case for why he should be the one to be elected over Donald Trump. He might make the case of why he should be voted for over these rhinos that are on stage. But he will never turn on Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the only reason he's there. Vivek Ramaswamy understands this. Donald Trump understands this. I'm telling you, the Trump team understands this. Vivek has the blessing of the Trump campaign and POTUS himself. So Leo says, I stopped watching Zach for a long time. He's definitely improved the show since I stopped watching. Well, I'm glad to hear it. (laughs) Welcome back, Leo. All right. So last night, last night, Vivek brought the heat. He blasted these people and he really put a lot of things on display. So let's go ahead and watch this clip here of Vivek totally laying waste to these bootlickers on stage. Uh, hold on. We're giving away
5: three Donald Trump gold bars. Folks, we're doing a special Black
6: Friday sale with all three of my other colleagues on this debate stage is all three of them have been licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your book a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. These people are now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump.
4: Just wind that back a little bit. First of all, my very favorite part of this is when he calls them out. He calls out Ron DeSantis. You wouldn't be governor if it wasn't for the fact that Donald Trump anointed you. And Ron DeSantis puts his hands on his hips. He's like, oh, oh," he's like all huffing and puffing about this. Vivek Ramaswamy. Calls out 9-11 being an inside job. He calls out January 6th being an inside job. He calls out the deep state establishment for being the real enemy. God, you know, everything he's saying is everything I've been saying. Everything Donald Trump has been saying. Probably everything you guys have been saying. He's talking about the Uniparty. You don't see anybody else out there doing that. He is He is truly shining a light on the things that need to make Americans think, not us because we already know it. And that's not to be, you know, sounding big headed or or, or to sound that we're like, you know, smarter than everybody else. Everybody wakes up in their own time. We're not on uh, the, the same path. Our journeys are very different from one another. But it's important to have somebody out there who's ready to lend that hand and say, hey, guess what? You know, it's time for you to think about these things.
6: Vivek is doing that. Stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9 11? That the Great Replacement Theory is not some grand right wing conspiracy theory? But it- the Great
4: Replacement even went to the Great Replacement. So obvious. Yeah, it, it, New York Times, Washington Post calling the Great Replacement some conspiracy theory. Well, guess what? For those who haven't ever heard of the Great Replacement Theory, those are the people who are now watching the southern border, looking at their own communities and saying, my God, what are they trying to do, replace us? And then Vivek Ramaswamy brings up the Great Replacement Theory, and they say, oh, my God. You know what? Five years ago, I remember New York Times wrote an article saying that that was a conspiracy theory, that that's not happening. But now I'm living it. Now I'm being shoved out of my own neighborhood. Now the city government that is supposed to be taking care of city services can't afford to do it because they're putting migrants up at
6: hotels, four star hotels. What the hell's going on? They're trying to replace us. Basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech. Mm-hmm. The, 26- the 2020
4: election was stolen by big tech. Not just big tech, but the national security state, the mainstream media, they all colluded together to steal the election and to propagandize and brainwash the American people who had not yet woken up. All of those people, they're the ones who have now turned on Joe Biden, who have gotten off of the DNC plantation, who are now going to be voting for Donald Trump in November 2024 because he's going to be the man to
6: beat. In election, the one that Trump won for sure was also one that was stolen from him by the national security establishment
2: <coughs> okay. that actually Thank put you. up the
6: Trump-Russia collusion hoax that they knew was false. There's a reason why I'm the only person That'll on it, the stage sir. who can Thank say you. these things. That's what it's going to take. Not people who were licking his boots one time and now Monday okay. morning quarterbacking and criticizing <laughs> when it's convenient.
4: Governor Christie. And, and, and none of them have anything of substance to reply with because he's right. They all know he's right. At one time in the past, they were begging, begging to be in Donald Trump's shadow. Please, President Trump, just allow me the time in your presence. Help me in my own career. And I promise I'll be there for you in the future. But every single one of them turned on him. Every single one of them has exposed their true selves. Every single one of them has shown the American public and Donald Trump that they have no place in a future Trump administration, no place in Washington, D.C. I I, like a year ago, I talked about this effort by I believe it was the Heritage Foundation. They were working along with President Trump's campaign to determine what the makeup of a Trump administration would look like. We're going to talk about all of the different political appointments that President Trump gets to make. It's so important for them to hire the right people. And every single person who has turned on Donald Trump, they don't have a chance in hell. This is not going to be an an administration made up of rhinos and sleeper agents. Donald Trump showed us what happens in the first term when that is allowed to happen. Now, we're going hard, baby. We are taking it to the streets and the people who do not deserve our respect Uh, do not deserve to be part of the federal government, they're not going to have jobs. They're going to be trying to get jobs at CNN and MSDNC. But guess what? They're not even going to be on the air for very long. Uh, Andre says, let him cook. And look at this. Vivek also specifically calling out Nikki Haley. Take a look at this. Nikki Haley, she's got nothing.
6: We're marked. Towards fascism under Biden, Jack Smith has subpoenaed every last retweet that someone has issued from Donald Trump in the year 2020. The only person more fascist than the Biden regime now is Nikki Haley, who thinks the government should identify every one of those individuals with an ID. That is not freedom. That is fascism. (laughs) And she should come nowhere near the levers of power, let alone the White House. We're marching.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, you really can't say it any better. There's another great clip. Uh, where he calls her out for being a warmonger. Uh, He asks her to name three provinces in Ukraine because she wants to send as much money and and, uh, manpower as they can possibly take to fight Russia, to fight the specter of the new Russian state. Nikki Haley has no idea about the geography of Eastern Europe, let alone the geography of Ukraine. She couldn't tell you where anybody is going. It wasn't she. What did Nikki Haley do? Didn't she? Wasn't she like secretary of state or something like that? So if, if, if there is anybody up there on that stage that should have some idea about the global order of things, you would think it would be Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley hasn't a clue. Now, this. Oh, my gosh. This was Brilliant. Van Jones is a living meme. The Mr. Nothing Burger himself. He gives a commentary about the way he felt listening to Vivek Ramaswamy. Uh, And let me just say, it's delicious. I can't wait to make the meme for this one. And the smug, condescending way that he just
2: spews this poison out is very, very dangerous because he won't stop Trump. But he's going to outlive Trump by about 50 years. And you're watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. And I I, I, literally I I was I was shaking listening to him talk
4: because a lot of people don't know that is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth. But the good thing, Van, you the rhetoric, it gets more and more ridiculous. First of all, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, he's a Hindu. okay? he's a man of color. He's exactly what these people have been pushing to the national stage. Okay, now that someone is there who is getting that national spotlight because he's a Trump supporter, because he's running as a Republican, he is now a literal Nazi and Van Jones is literally shaking. He's shaking because Vivek was up there speaking truth to power. Exposing the deep state, exposing the security state, exposing the mainstream media, exposing 9-11, exposing January sixth. And it just gets better from there. Vivek Ramaswamy really, really doing the good work up there. And uh you have to believe that he knows exactly what he's doing. That's well, I mean, this is this is from me and the people I know who have told me point blank that Vivek works for Trump. Okay, Vivek is saying the things that President Trump can't. All of these things President Trump has at least commented on. President Trump blew the lid off of 9-11. President Trump blew the lid off of January 6th. President Trump blew the lid off of election fraud about the stolen election of 2020. President Trump blew the lid off the national security state working against him while he was in government. This is all things that have been said before. But now they're being spoken by somebody else. And the people who can't listen to Trump, the people who won't listen to Trump, they're hearing Vivek Ramaswamy. Mm. So Chris Christie, uh, he basically ended the debate last night uh, by popping a Krispy Kreme donut in his mouth. He walked off stage, dejected, sad, uh, probably to go find a bridge, cry underneath it. uh, And his campaign... As I mentioned the other day, he's no longer going to be on uh, a couple of different ballots that are coming up. He couldn't get enough signatures. He couldn't actually become a candidate that was listed on the ballot. He's only polling at 2.5 percent. He is shamelessly a mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. His only job is to defame President Trump, uh, to try to make the American people believe that Donald Trump is a bad man, orange man bad. we got to stop Donald Trump. He had no chance at any time of actually being a legitimate candidate. And so now his campaign is officially coming to an end. Uh, he, <laughs> let me pull up this uh, clip here of Chris Christie. Uh, if Chris Christie was unpopular before, if he was unpopular before, uh, he is now edging into negative popularity status. Here we go.
7: Cold. To be the only person on the stage who's telling the truth and the only person who is taking on what needs to be taken on i look at my watch now we're 17 minutes into this debate and except for your little speech in the beginning we've had these three acting as if the race is between the four of us the fifth guy who doesn't have the guts to show up and stand here He's the one who, as you just put it, is way ahead in the polls. And yet, I've got these three guys who are all seemingly to compete um, with, you know, Voldemort. He or shall not be named. They don't want to talk about him. <laughs> the Ron. fact is that when you go and you say the truth about somebody who is a dictator, a bully, who has taken shots at everybody, whether they've given him great service or not over time, who dares to disagree with him then I understand why the fees Three are timid to say anything about it. Maybe it's because they have future aspirations. Maybe those future aspirations are now, or maybe they're four years from now. But the fact of the matter is the truth needs to be told. And for us to go 17 minutes without discussing the guy who has all those gaudy numbers you talked about is ridiculous. I'm in this race because the truth needs to be spoken.
4: He's not in this race because the truth needs to be spoken. He's in this race because someone paid him to enter this race to pretend like he was a serious candidate against President Trump. He has a a, a grudge against President Trump because he was not a, uh, a good representative of the party. Chris Christie. Uh, was a poor example of a governor. Chris Christie gave President Trump bad advice. So, of course, President Trump is not going to support Chris Christie, and he's not going to give him what he wanted. Chris Christie wanted a spot in President Trump's administration, and he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it because Chris Christie is swamp, 100% swamp. So the reason they're not talking about President Trump or they hadn't yet anyways, is because they're all too busy trying to be the king of Crap Mountain. It's like a bucket of crabs, you know, except for Vivek. Vivek was there specifically just to make these people look bad. And Chris Christie doesn't really need any help doing that because he was never a serious candidate to begin with. Chris Christie is on the payroll of probably the Washington Post or the DNC uh, or maybe one of the big money billionaire Democrat donors, George Soros or the likes. All right, we have to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back on the other side. I'll see you guys in a second. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufactured Manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for thirty. 32 years in their Houston, Texas patriot owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel.
1: now
4: all right so i was able to find that clip of uh vivek taking nikki haley to the woodshed let's take a listen
6: Hi, man. so foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom i want everybody at home to note that i was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exception. You, know, you know who else said
4: that we needed peace in Ukraine? Well, oh, President Trump. President Trump said it first. Vivek
6: just parroted what President Trump said because, again, he's a Trump surrogate. Of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. <laughs> Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people... Her face, she's just totally blank
4: because he knows she knows he's right. You know, if she knew what any of the three provinces were, she would have stated immediately following this accusation. But she didn't, and she can't... And watch, the next time she's on stage, she's probably going to parrot three of them.
6: I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet. Chris right Chris right there, the donors, the donors right
4: there that are pointing out like the okay, hold enough. On, hold on. okay, and for anybody wondering, Donetsk, Luhansk, and Kharkiv. Those are the only three. <laughs> it's funny. He said it like maybe there was a whole bunch of them, but it's uh it's an easy one. It's very easy. Donetsk, Luhansk, Kharkiv. That's it. All right. So let us discuss a Trump 2.0 administration, because I am extremely excited to see what President Trump has on the plate for us. Now, as I mentioned, there has already been an ongoing effort to choose like 500 plus different positions that are going to be immediately submitted once President Trump gets into office. And there's a couple of really key ones. There's a lot that, you know, I think many people will probably not be super excited about, but they are definitely good at the end of the day. Now, let me also say thank you very much to Vector. Good to see you, brother. Good day, mate. Uh, dropping a can and then Silent Runner 17 dropping a cookie. I, I appreciate it. Um. So Crimea – Crimea actually is under Russian control. So I think, you know, it technically was the eastern portion of Ukraine, but now it's it's part of Russia. Um, Okay, so, uh, you know, we've got a list of uh, literally hundreds of different positions here, Uh, but just some that you would be certainly uh, eager to know. Uh, The director of the CIA, obviously the secretary of state, uh, secretary of commerce, uh, secretary of agriculture, the director of the FBI, Now, of course, the uh, uh, secretary of defense, uh, the uh, the secretary of energy. Uh, Let me see. Uh, Of course, you've got all the various military branches. Uh, You're also going to have, oh, uh, housing and urban development, director of uh, Homeland Security, the Treasury. Uh, There's a whole bunch of independent agencies that the president uh, submits picks for. Office of Management and Budget, uh, the uh, National Security Advisor. Uh, the uh, director of the NSA. So th- think about some of those uh, and, and, and how important it is for President Trump to get the right picks in there. Uh, I think that there are several uh, that, uh, that I am happy to speculate on others. Uh, I don't know necessarily. But this report uh, is coming from Axios. And that's why I said Take it with a grain of salt. But as we go through and look at who some of these picks are, I think they're going to start to make a lot of sense. So when President Trump comes in, the first thing he's going to have to do is build a cabinet. Uh, and as uh, Axios has noted, and as I have as well Pre-vetting these people is going to be of the utmost importance. They can't just be leaders in their field. They can't just be the, the most well-known names in Washington, D.C. They have to be intelligent. They have to be loyal. And they have to be ideologically aligned with President Trump if they're going to take over the role that he's going to submit them to. Uh, now. Uh, Johnny W says, replace everybody down to the janitor. And that's the thing. That's exactly what needs to happen. And that's exactly what President Trump is going to do. As soon as he gets into office, it's going to be a bloodbath in Washington, D.C. There will be hundreds of people who lose their jobs, maybe even up to thousands of people who lose their jobs. And I really hope that he doesn't just change the leadership in these various federal agencies. I sincerely hope that some of these federal agencies are just slashed out of the budget with a veto. President Trump is going to be filling the most powerful and important jobs with some people whose names you already know. Kash Patel. Can you imagine Kash Patel as the director of the CIA? The position that President Trump had previously attempted to put him in Kash Patel coming in as director of the CIA, he would have the ability to cut that very, very agency down to its foundation. He would be able to cut the rot out on the very first day. Stephen Miller, Stephen Miller has been a close ally and advisor to President Trump. Even Steve Bannon, I saw people saying in the chat, Bannon is not a good choice. Bannon has been ideologically aligned with President Trump, and for much of President Trump's first administration, even though Bannon wasn't officially in a position, uh, he was a close advisor to President Trump. And Steve Bannon understands the America First movement. Senator J.D. Vance, you know, I mean, a lot of people have uh, suspicions about him, uh, but I think that what a lot of people forget and what a lot of people just fail to recognize is that people can evolve. Uh, people's minds can be changed and people can get smarter at the end of the day. I think J.D. Vance initially being a never Trumper, he was brought around to the realization that President Trump really, truly was the guy. He was the one with the best ideas. He was the one with the best implementation. And so J.D. Vance evolved. That's why President Trump ended up endorsing him. And I think he's done a great job for the people of Ohio. So once President Trump gets back into office, he's got to fill his entire government with people who care about America first, who care about the future of America as much as he does and you better believe that the entire time he's been out there outside of the White House, basically running a shadow government, President Trump has been hard at work to determine exactly who is going to need to fill these positions, not only in the uh, the executive branch, but in uh, intelligence, uh, in the military. That's going to be huge, especially after the woke gutting of the military since Joe Biden came into office. He's got to deport all of the illegal immigrants who have been allowed to come into this country. The idea that simply because they are here, they can't be removed is it's ridiculous, frankly. I mean, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I see people suggesting, oh, we, you know, we've got to give them amnesty. Nobody needs amnesty. There are countries that will take these people back. President Trump will force them to go back to these countries because unless they take back their illegals, then President Trump is not going to play ball with them. Remember what he did with Honduras and Central America? He told them either you stop these people or you accept them back into your nation because we're going to deport them or the money spigot gets turned off. If you're not willing to play by the rules, laws, and uh, regulations of the United States, then you're no longer going to be part of our equation. Plus, we have to stop the cartels. Mexican cartels have infiltrated the governments of the southern border. we got to get rid of all of them. We have to purge government workers in every single federal agency. This is going to be the largest single turnover in federal government Government history, and it's going to be glorious. So President Trump apparently has been speaking to many people about this. And I have to believe that his conversations have been designed to be leaked to people like Axios because they want to know what's going on. And the more brutal they believe the bloodletting in Washington, D.C. is going to be, the more scared they're going to be as well. So Last night, uh, there's going to be a uh, or there has been uh, an effort to vet up to 50,000 lower level government jobs in this new Trump administration that um, that's I mean, I said it's going to be a large turnover, but I mean, that is essentially a wholesale replacement of the federal government. Remember what happened in Trump administration 1.0. The resistance stopped President Trump from implementing the changes that he wanted to make at the, the low level bureaucratic state throughout the federal government. Those people have got to go. We simply cannot afford to allow these democratic socialists to run the policy of the United States when we've elected somebody who wants to do something completely different. So they've got to get rid of all of those people, 50,000 people. That's a lot. OK, that basically he he needed this four years in between 1.0 and 2.0 to get all of those vettings done. Now, if we're talking about the possibility of a Trump running mate, uh, well, uh, there are some names here that you may find uh, uh, familiar. Others you might be surprised by. Apparently, he is considering J.D. Vance as a potential running mate. He's also potentially suggesting Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Kerry Lake. We've talked about Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We've talked about Carrie Lake. Uh, also, Christy Nome from South Dakota. Uh, looks like Representative Byron Donalds is also on the list. And even surprisingly, Marjorie Taylor Greene is apparently on the list as well. Here is the most interesting part. Because we briefly discussed this, and I, I, I actually said that I thought it was unlikely. I thought we needed Tucker to be there uh, in the media, continuing to red pill people who are just you know leaving Fox News. But allegedly, Melania Trump's favorite pick is Tucker Carlson. She's the one who is pushing President Trump to have Tucker Carlson because, first of all, the man is. Intelligent as all get out, smart as a whip. Uh, and Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump as a unifying force, I think that that would be nearly unstoppable. Also, if something happened to President Trump, I think that Tucker Carlson would be uh, a, a, an excellent person to take over in, in any instance. I'm not saying that something is going to happen to President Trump. But this is something you got to think about. This is always something that bothered me about Mike Pence. I never felt like Mike Pence was ready for prime time. Tucker Carlson? I think he could go ahead and do it. But President Trump and Tucker Carlson on stage together, it'd be unstoppable. Tucker Carlson in a debate with whoever the VP pick is going to be. Can you imagine Tucker Carlson and Kamala Harris debating each other on stage? He wipes the floor with her and she's not there to do or say anything about it. If that happened, if they got on stage together, Kamala Harris would be wrecked in a New York minute. President Trump also was asked last month about Tucker Carlson as a potential VP pick, and he said that I like Tucker a lot. He's got great common sense. Uh, But, of course, my argument against Tucker Carlson would be that, you know, I mean, he needs to continue on with his job there uh, as, uh, as host of his own program on X. However, I don't think that Tucker Carlson would shy away from accepting the VP pick. I don't think Tucker Carlson is controlled by the deep state. And I think that's a very important aspect to take into consideration when choosing somebody who would be President Trump's running mate. Uh, uh, April says, I just got here. As Zach said yet, which job he wants in the new administration? No, I have not said that. uh, I have not said any job that I want in the new administration. Um, I haven't actually thought about it. People have suggested things in the past, but um, I I don't know. I really don't know. I'd have to sit down and think about it. Hmm. Um, perhaps if there is a place in the new administration uh, to take a, a red a red marker and go through the budget and cut things out, I'd be happy to help with that. Uh, Freight Awakening says, I would love to see Dan Bongino replacing Ray. I'll tell you who I think is going to replace Ray. I think it's going to be Michael Flynn. I think that General Michael Flynn is going to come in and he's the one who's going to clean up the FBI, not only because he would have the ability to do it but because it would be the ultimate display of irony. The Federal Bureau of Investigation targeted Michael Flynn, first of all, as the first peg to knock down in Trump's incoming administration. Michael Flynn fought against the abuses of the FBI. They tried to destroy him and his family. He would have the ability to come in there and immediately identify the various totally totally corrupt individuals who would need to be replaced. Michael Flynn would be an excellent choice to clean up the federal Bureau of Investigation, maybe even to demolish it and come up with something else in its entirety. (laughs) So Stephen Miller, I like Stephen Miller. I've always liked Stephen Miller. Uh, he would be an incredible pick perhaps for, uh, department of Homeland security. Um, He was always the one behind President Trump's immigration plan, Uh, and he definitely supported all the things that President Trump did there, not only uh, speaking for him as a surrogate on the news, uh, working diligently for Trump in the White House, working on policy, uh, also in his own personal private writings. Uh, He has been very open about his plans in Trump 2.0 to detain, purge and punish the undocumented immigrants, migrant aliens that have been allowed in by the Biden regime. Uh, And I think that he's going to be the guy to do it. Uh, He's going to be also very, very keen to push the boundaries of the leftist judiciary here in the United States. Stephen Miller is not going to be afraid to bring court challenges. He's not going to be afraid to use novel legal arguments. And I think he's going to be largely successful when he does it. Uh, also, uh, while he's been out of the D.C. scene, while he's been outside of government, uh, he's been running a nonprofit that is dedicated entirely to suing the Biden regime and promoting America first causes. And during that time, he's also been recruiting an army of right wing lawyers. How many times have I said that? Where are all the America first attorneys? Well, perhaps They have been working with Stephen Miller to take part in Trump administration 2.0. I think that they're all of these right wing MAGA, America first attorneys. They've been waiting in the wings. So that they can't be destroyed, so that they can't be taken down. They've been keeping a low profile so that when President Trump comes into office, they're going to be ready on day one to be there with novel conservative legal challenges. They're going to be responsible for taking President Trump's agenda and bringing it to the courts when undoubtedly it will be challenged by the left wing Democratic socialists that are currently out there trying to take over America. Now, Mike Davis, uh, he's somebody that's been floated by President Trump's son, Don Jr. He was the former chief counsel for nominations to our man, Chuck Grassley. He is being floated as President Trump's interim attorney general. So he would come in at the very beginning until President Trump got his final pick to go through. Uh, and, uh, you know who I would totally appreciate as the attorney general is the guy who held it before. I'm sorry. Um, Matt, is it Matt Whitaker? I really like Matt Whitaker. Uh, and uh, let me just make sure I'm not misremembering that. Yeah, Matt Whitaker. Uh, I think that he would be an excellent pick as the ultimate choice for attorney general. Um, and uh, during the apparent audition that Mike Davis had for this interim attorney general position. Apparently, it was a three-week thing, uh, and uh, he was asked about, you know, how he would handle a whole variety of uh, certain circumstances. Would he be willing to uh, uh, do continue on with the uh, the kids in cages idea, you know, the family separation? Um, is he going to be willing to uh, go after protesters, uh, radical leftist protesters who are burning down the country? We need that. We need an attorney general who's going to bring back law and order. And is he going to be willing to go after journalists who do unethical things like the journalists who stole Donald Trump's tax returns and published them in The New York Times? There's a difference between journalistic integrity and reporting on something because there is a noteworthy uh, public interest in it. And there's something else entirely when you steal somebody's personal private information and you put it on display for the world to see. Uh, And, of course, uh, we have a source close to the Trump team who told us that whoever is the ultimate attorney general pick, uh, they believe it will be shocking. uh, Considering the fact that President Trump is going to need a real bulldog in his corner to go after the most Radical and dangerous elements of the deep state, whatever it is, whoever this choice is. Expect it to be a real son of a bitch, to be perfectly frank with you, somebody who is not going to be afraid to see blood flowing in the streets because that's exactly what America needs to get back on track. We need to bring back law and order, and the only way that we're going to be able to attain that is if we've got somebody who's ready to lead the Department of Justice based upon the law of the land. Now, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, as we've said, was part of Trump's transition team in his early term. Uh, At the time, he was super powerful. I mean, like he had a lot of influence inside the White House. Uh, He had a lot to do with the early personnel decisions that were being made in Trump's team. Uh, But at a certain point, he was ousted. We don't really know the true reason for that. Uh, But I have always been of the opinion that President Trump and uh, the people that he seemingly gets into these public spats with, I don't believe that they are necessarily exactly what they appear to be. I think that Steve Bannon uh, was able to do a lot more outside of the White House, uh, especially in the the podcasting realm with his program, uh, and uh, he was able to really bring a lot of people over from conservative Inc. and uh, bring them into our realm right here. Um, Uh, Zach Sertar says, uh, put a Marine as the DOJ head. I don't see why that wouldn't work. That would be fine. Um, so Steve Bannon would be great as the next white house chief of staff. Uh, this is obviously the person that we've had a lot of problems with in the past. Take a look at president Trump's former chiefs of staff. They weren't loyal. They were working behind his back. Steve Bannon would be a 100% dedicated to President Trump, ensuring that only the most MAGA, the greatest adherence to the America First legacy, those are the people who would get access to the president. Those are the people who would be able to enter the White House. If you're not really America First, Steve Bannon would make sure that you're nowhere near President Trump. Uh, if we had... uh Somebody else who could be chief of staff, mate, Tucker Carlson. He actually would be another pick. Uh, but I think that he would be better as the uh, vice president. Um, so Tucker speaking about Steve Bannon says, Steve believes if you said we're building a wall, we're building a wall. And that's exactly what Steve tried to do when he left the White House. Uh, he got involved with Brian Colphage, and they raised a ton of money to build the wall in the areas where the deep state was not allowing President Trump to do it. And then, of course, because they were so effective, the deep state had to go after Brian Colphage and Steve Bannon. Cash Patel. As I said, I think that Kash Patel would be a great choice for CIA director. Uh, And, of course, uh, he had a lot of firsthand information that came across uh, in the investigations of these deep state apparatuses in Washington, D.C., all of the corruption, uh, specifically corruption in the intelligence community. Kash Patel has been there. He's been part of the intelligence community. He knows exactly what he would do. And Kash Patel is being floated for the director of the National Security. Security Council or the CIA. Personally, I think that he would be better suited at the CIA. He could go into the CIA, cut down the roof, completely demolish the place. And then once the CIA is no more, he could move on to the National Security Council. But I think that CIA director is going to have a lot more power uh let me see what else uh c- uh oh Steve Bannon also said i guess just this week that cash Patel would probably be CIA director in president trump's second term uh patel Talking to Bannon said, one thing we learned in the Trump administration the first go round is that we've got to put in all of our compatriots from top to bottom. Exactly. Exactly. This is the only way. This is the only freaking way. We've got them for law enforcement, Department of Defense, CIA everywhere. Yes, we're going to come after the people in the media who lied about American citizens. That right there, my friends, is key. He's talking about the mainstream media who lied about Russia collusion. Yes, Matt Whitaker, AG. Thank you. Uh, that's, uh, That's exactly what I think, too. He's talking about the media who tried brainwashing and propagandizing. How many millions of dollars were wasted? How much animosity was built up in American society as a result of the actions of the mainstream media? Those people need to pay. I'm looking at you. You know who you are. Uh, Johnny McEntee, uh, he is President Trump's vetter and enforcer. Uh, He headed up presidential personnel in the first term. Uh, He likely would return not only in that position, but with a greater emphasis on power and responsibility. As I said, on so many occasions, what we need is people in every single one of these positions who is not afraid to go to bat for President Trump and the American people. We have to go hard. It's no time to pussyfoot around. It's no time to soft pedal this stuff. We've got four years to turn this country around as soon as President Trump walks into that White House. And that's the first thing that's going to start on day one. So he could end up being the head of Oval Office operations, uh, maybe a cabinet secretary. uh, And, of course, he could very easily have a hand in ensuring that, once again, the right people are hired in the White House. Um, McAtee has been described as Trump's utility player, a guaranteed loyal ally wherever you place him. He would make sure the Trump agenda was being implemented. That right there. That's job one. Every single one of these people, they have to be on board with ensuring that that happens. And if that doesn't happen, you're out. You're fired. We also have uh, the idea that McAtee had explicit lists of top officials, people who President Trump on day one needs to fire and then the people that President Trump needs to hire to fill those positions, reaching far down the federal bureaucracy in a mission to truly clean out the deep state. I am dreamy hearing this because this is what I have always felt. As soon as they stole the election in 2020, I said, when President Trump returns, he has to go hard on these people. He's got to clean out the entire deep state establishment out of Washington, D.C., because it's the only way we get anything done. He is part of that project that I talked about earlier on, the transition project. They have spent twenty two million dollars so far on President Trump's transition project with the Heritage Foundation, uh, working to determine exactly who needs to go and who needs to be brought in. This would be President Trump's plan to fundamentally reorient federal government in a way that hasn't been done since FDR's New Deal. You've got to get rid of all the liberals. You've got to get rid of all the commies. You've got to get rid of all the radical Islamists. You've got to get rid of anybody with dual citizenship. The only place in Trump's administration, is for America first American citizens. You can have dual citizenship and maybe work in some federal agency, but if you're going to be somebody with decision-making power, you have to be an American because only then can we be assured that you will make decisions based upon the idea of America being put first. Jeffrey Clark, he was a former assistant attorney general for President Trump. He could get a top position at the Justice Department. Who knows? He could even be attorney general. I think probably uh, the uh, assistant attorney general. Uh, he was back in the uh, the uh, during the 2020 election. He was an environmental lawyer. Uh, He was urging DOJ officials to investigate election fraud. Uh, I know some people who actually worked with Jeffrey Clark on the investigation after the election, Uh, and he had been considered as an attorney general pick, acting attorney general, uh, as a result of the good work that he was doing at the time. Um, But. Jeffrey Clark was charged along with President Trump in the fake racketeering case down in Fulton County, Georgia. You can bet he's not going to turn on President Trump, and he's going to be rewarded for that once President Trump returns. Uh, Rick Grinnell. You guys remember Rick Grinnell. Rick Grinnell was an incredible Trump loyalist. Um, He could be the pick for secretary of state. I think that he showed that he had an incredible level of diplomacy, uh, a deep understanding of the way that uh, intergovernmental and international relationships work. Uh, Grinnell was also not popular among European diplomats because he was 100 percent America first. Uh, every single time that he came to them, brought them something, it was always with the idea that America was first. They hated him in Berlin. Uh, he had a reputation as being somebody who loved the MAGA movement. You can find Rick Grinnell on Twitter, X, and he's still out there going after the enemies of President Trump and supporting the America First agenda career intelligence officials, people from the Obama regime, they have labeled Rick Grinnell as somebody who is the least experienced and most overtly political appointee ever to serve as the head of the intelligence community. Well, as far as I'm concerned, President Trump was the least experienced presidential candidate going into the 2016 election. And you know what happened? He did a phenomenal job because he wasn't a politician. If you're a career bureau If you're somebody who has a lot of experience in Washington, D.C., chances are pretty good that you're completely corrupt, that you are bought and paid for, that you are blackmailed or owned by lobbyists or foreign interests. And you, my friends, have no place in Washington, D.C. You have no place in a Trump 2.0 administration. President Trump loves Rick Grinnell too. He has praised him on a number of occasions. Uh, Susie Wiles. Susie Wiles could assume the chief of staff role. Uh, she has been a long time political operative down here in Florida. She's actually running President Trump's campaign. She's doing a great job as far as I'm concerned. So there is ample opportunity to fill a gap in President Trump's administration. Um, One thing that's great is that we haven't seen leaks coming out of President Trump's team. You know, there is this a lot of this is speculation, but I think it's based upon just, you know, common sense. If you've been paying attention to the people working for President Trump and working against President Trump, there's only so many of these people in Washington, D.C. who we know that we can trust. One of the things that I said when President Trump first came into office is that he was new in town. You know, what did he know about the workings of Washington, D.C., about who he could trust and who he couldn't? He initially relied upon the recommendations of the RNC and other political movers and shakers, but very quickly learned that those people were not to be trusted. Andre says, Zach, this has been one of my favorite daily streams. Very informative and entertaining. Well done. Thank you. Very much, Andre. I'm glad you're having a good time. I am, too. Mm. John Ratcliffe. I think there's also ample opportunity for John Ratcliffe to come back. Of course, he was Donald Trump's final director of national intelligence. He could be coming back to the DNI. I think that would be perfect for him. But he's also a possible pick for the director of the CIA. That's who President Trump had initially tried to get him in as the head of the CIA. I think that John Ratcliffe would be an adequate choice in that position. Um, but I think since he's already been at the DNI, it makes sense for him to return to that position because he had a lot of work that he was doing that was cut short as a result of the election being stolen. I think that Cash Patel, he's a little bit more of a, a bloodletter. He's going to walk into the CIA uh, with a switchblade and just start slicing. Uh, I think that John Ratcliffe would do well to return to the DNI. Uh, of course, you know, he, he was always uh, on top of the relationship with China, uh, the efforts of China and other malign foreign actors to come into the United States and try to push foreign policy based upon their needs and not America first. Also, as DNI, he could further declassify more of the information, which would prove that the national security state, the mainstream media, and the DC New World Order deep state agenda was being implemented by all of those various players. Now, Jamie Dimon, not so hot on this one. Jamie Dimon is being floated as the head of Treasury. Um, this would be a position that I would expect to see somebody I'm not really keen on. But I'll tell you what, I think that Jamie Dimon is the deep state choice for Treasury. I think that Byron Donalds would be a better choice for the head of Treasury. Why? Because he was a banker. He knows how financial crimes work. And if we're going to gut the current Federal Reserve fiat currency system, you can't have a Jamie Dimon in there ready to do it. This one, I believe, is not real. Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, Obviously, Tom Cotton is a veteran. Uh, He wrote an op-ed for The New York Times in President Trump's first administration supporting the use of the Insurrection Act. I like Tom Cotton. I think that the Insurrection Act is something that could and should have been used. Uh, The only reason it wasn't is because it was necessary for Joe Biden to prove to the American people just exactly how good President Trump was. We knew, but everybody else needed to catch up. Lee Zeldin. Lee Zeldin. Obviously, he was a congressman from Long Island. He is no longer in Congress. He was a veteran as well. He would be a good choice for someone there in the Pentagon. Um also, uh Jared Kushner. I, I think that Jared Kushner did a great job in the first administration. Uh, he helped out big time with the uh, peace deals in the Middle East. He could easily come back in and once again bring peace between Israel and whoever is trying to kill them at that point. Uh, now, uh, President Trump, at the end of the day, has a lot of work cut out for him. Uh, this is only a small sampling of the various possibilities for President Trump to fill. Um, I'm most excited. I'm most excited about those names that we discussed today. Uh, But President Trump's choice for vice president, this will be coming soon. Let's just talk about this a little bit more. J.D. Vance, he just got into office in Ohio. I think he's done great for the people of Ohio, but I think he needs to stay in Ohio. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's also a staunch Trump ally. She did great as the uh, press secretary, but she's also a champion for the people of Arkansas. I think that she needs to stay in Arkansas. Carrie Lake, although she would be gangbusters, people would absolutely love that. Carrie Lake now has her own Senate race that she's gearing up for. And I think that this is finally going to be the moment where she gets into office. And if they steal the election from her again, then make no mistake, President Trump is going to address that once he comes back into office in January of 2025. Christy Nome, I think she's a pretty face. Uh, You know, a lot of people like her just because she's, you know, easy on the eyes. Um, But she has done some really great things for the people of South Dakota. Uh, And uh, I feel like her as a choice is more likely because she's uh, reaching the end of her tenure. She's a woman. Uh, She is, again, somebody that people like and respect. The people of South Dakota really seem to like the things that she's done for that state. But she doesn't excite me like some of the other people do. Byron Donalds, as I've said before, he is actively campaigning for the role as vice president. He is doing great down here in Florida. I think we need him in Congress, uh, and I think that uh, he has plenty of work to do. Uh, he could get to the end of his term in his uh, congressional seat, and then he could be brought into another position in the Trump administration, and uh, he'd have a long and storied history in politics, a long and storied journey, rather, in politics ahead of him. Marjorie Taylor Green, I, I, I'm not feeling it. Personally, I just don't see it. Uh, at the end of the day, I truly believe that Tucker Carlson would be the best pick. I think that that would be an explosive choice. And I have to say, when President Trump and Tucker Carlson walked out at the MMA fight, you guys saw the response from the crowd. You saw just how excited everybody was. People love Donald Trump. People love Tucker Carlson. People love Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson sitting next to each other, making American policy, making America great again. Tucker Carlson may not have always been the person that we wanted him to be. His views may not have always aligned with ours. But I have to tell you, Tucker Carlson has come a long way. Just think back to the time in your life before you were red pilled. Before you knew the way the world worked, before you understood how corrupt this system was, before you understood exactly what was at stake. okay, that was Tucker Carlson. Up until the moment they fired him from Fox News and he started to think about the world differently. I think he was thinking about the world differently before that. But at that point, he was unleashed. So keep your eyes open. Are we talking about a Trump Carlson 2024 ticket I kind of think we might be and I gotta say it gets me amped up I am excited for the possibilities uh not excited for a Marjorie Taylor Greene ticket I don't think that's gonna happen uh okay so let's uh talk about uh the uh final thank yous over here hold on uh MTG is the white Kamala Harris (laughs) yeah you know you're not wrong you're not wrong um okay and uh yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, two days ago, I missed a couple of donations over on Cash App. Um, uh, Spray and Pray. <laughs> John Kerry farted at the Climate Change Summit. Yeah, maybe I did read that one. I don't know. I just forgot to send a, a heart. All right. Thank you very much, Spray and Pray. Uh, and then over here on... Uh, okay, so uh, Nikaz 808 thank you for the shades. Uh, Little Italy, is that how you say it? 440? Sidney Powell, she wrote the book about DOJ corruption. I definitely think that Sidney Powell could have a position at the DOJ, 100%. Uh, Mighty Patriot, thank you for the phone. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Uh, who cares says high five, Zach. Uh, thinking that we need people that are not on the radar for a lot of positions. Too many, too well known. No, you're absolutely right. And I truly believe, I mean, we're talking 50,000 people here. So the chances that we're going to have a whole bunch of big names. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, the most high profile positions are going to be names that you do know because those are people who were directly targeted by the deep state. They were targeted because they knew the secrets that the deep state wanted to cover up, and they were targeted because they had the intelligence, the power, and the loyalty to President Trump to act on their knowledge. So. We're going to see a lot of people that we probably don't know much about but are champions of the America First agenda. President Trump, if you're ever watching my show or if anybody out there who is watching the show is working with the Trump administration, uh, I would humbly accept any position inside the Trump White House. It would quite literally be an absolute dream. Uh, Yeah, I would die. I would absolutely die. Uh, Thank you very much to Sean Joe for that cookie. Uh, Who cares? Thank you again. Elixir 50 says very informative news. Thanks for the education. Well, thank you very much for saying so. I appreciate you, buddy. Enigmatoid dropped three cookies. So thank you very much for that. Uh, And then chops ITMC Michael Malice for press secretary. Just my opinion. Um, You know, I'm not uh, I, I don't know enough about Michael Malice, to be quite honest with you. But I uh, I said this on four twelve. I think Vivek. Vivek as press secretary, uh, he is so quick on his feet. He knows President Trump's positions, and uh, I don't think that anybody would be able to beat him in a debate. I think he would take the mainstream media to task. He would completely give them the tongue lashing that they need, and he would ensure that President Trump's message was able to be elevated above the noise that the mainstream media propaganda would be trying to pump out. Because even if we are bringing people to account, even if we are fixing the problems that exist – We're talking about a massive, massive number of people who work out there in the mainstream media who are on the deep state CIA payroll. It's going to take a minute. I think that we're going – it took President Trump four years to put together that list of 50,000 people, 500 or so top-level positions. It's going to take us four years to finally excise every single element out of that deep state government apparatus. We're going to do a lot of good work. It's going to be fast, swift, and brutal. But we're going to have to make sure that that work sticks because President Trump's only going to be there for four years. Here's another thought. If Tucker Carlson is vice president, he would be primed to be the next president. And he would be president for eight more years because he's young enough. He's smart enough. Uh, and I think that uh, he knows how these things work. Oh, Ivan Raikland. We need Ivan Raikland in the uh, in the Department of Defense. 100%. Absolutely. All right, you guys, uh, that is all. We are done. Uh, Thank you so much for being here with us. I had a great time today. I'm so excited about 2024. I'm so excited about the Trump 2.0 administration. It really seems to me like this is exactly what I envisioned it as needing to be. President Trump needs to come into Washington, D.C. and cut the rot out like a cancer. We need to get rid of the deep state plants that are poisoning all of these federal agencies. Cut them out, get rid of them, give them their pink slips, go home. It doesn't matter that maybe we don't have people to fill these positions for some time, because right now, a lot of these federal positions, they exist only for the justification of more money coming from from Congress. We need to clean this place up. I say, let's move. Let's move 90% of those agencies out of Washington, D.C., Let's place them around the country. Let's place them in different areas around the nation. So that way, we're going to have a whole different class of applicant. We're going to have people from the heartland who truly want to fix this broken system, who truly want to make America first, make America great again. That's what I think needs to happen. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Do me a favor. Leave a comment under the video. Make sure that you actually hit the like button before you leave. We've got about 3,700 people here. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for supporting the program, for supporting me. Before we go, I do need to just remind you about the final sponsors of the program, and that's going to be starting with my friends at onenessdrops.com. OnenessDrops.com, where you can get your chlorine dioxide water purification kits. Your water purification kits from OnenessDrops.com will also give you a uh, 15% discount when you use the code RP78. Use code RP78 to save 15% off of these incredible chlorine dioxide water purification kits, which you can keep in your go bag, in your medicine cabinet, uh, in your car. This will make water safe to drink. Make water great again. It will also help you out with a whole bunch of different things. If you like, I have a free book called The Universal Antidote. I have a free class. I have the uh, Telegram chat where you can join and talk to other people who use chlorine dioxide to help them for a variety of health maladies. Uh, I have had people reach out to me and uh, if you end up having a success story with chlorine dioxide, by all means, let me know about it. I want to talk about it here on the air. Thank you to Oneness Drops for supporting the show. Don't forget, my good friend Mike Lindell at MyPillow.com. I can wholeheartedly recommend the MyPillow 2.0, the Giza Dream Sheets, the Bathsheets, towels, uh, even the slippers. uh, It goes on and on. They also have mattresses and mattress toppers. But when you go to MyPillow.com, you can use code RP78 to save up to 80% off their already amazing low prices. This is an America First Patriot-owned company staffed and operated by America First Patriot's Built and manufactured right here in America. When you support Mike Lindell, you support Red Pill 78, and you support the efforts to fix our broken and failed election system. And then finally... My friends at preparewithredpill78.com. My Patriot Supply. Right now, you can save $200 off their incredible three-month supply of emergency food. Uh, over 21 varieties of breakfast, lunches, and dinners. They're going to last 25 years on the shelf. If something happens and we no longer have access to fresh food, then making sure that you have emergency food at home for you and your family is the safest and smartest thing you can do. You never know what's going to happen and anything literally can take place between now and November 2024. Heck, between now and January of 2025. You never know what the deep state is going to be willing to do to hold on to that power. Just look at what they've done so far. They were willing to destroy President Trump and his family and his businesses. They were willing to destroy the entire nation. They're willing to destroy you and me. They're willing to basically do whatever it takes to keep that death grip on power because they've had it for hundreds of years. Well, guess what, my friends? Your time is nigh. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors of this program and my show. One final thank you from my friends over here on Rumble. Uh that's going to be Hunt Kill Eat 17 says thank you Zach. Thank you so much. And then also Thick Ray says hallelujah the truth is loose. Mighty Patriot says fire them all and make them reapply with background checks. Uh, I'll tell you what they don't even have the ability to reapply. Those people get fired and they get filled with positions, uh, people who have never even held a place in government before, because that's the only way that I think we're going to be able to assure that they are going to be who we need them to be. Background checks, lie detector tests, uh, those people know how to beat them. The ones in government right now are deep state swamp rats. They need to find a new job, move to Antarctica, live on Rothschild Island, uh, go to the Vatican, go to the city of London, go to Switzerland, anywhere but Washington, D.C., because at that point, it's not going to be safe for you to walk down the streets. Good luck. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. It's Chrono it's Chrono viewer's birthday. Happy birthday to Chrono viewer. I had no idea. How how old are you, buddy? It's your birthday. Oh man, you guys should have told me earlier. I would have uh, I would have said something much much earlier. Chrono viewer. 46. I don't feel a day over 905. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys. I I should probably also tell you who's going to be on the show tomorrow. Let me let me pull this up here real quick. Uh, tomorrow, my good friend Duppy from Pilled.net, he's going to be coming back for another bombshell presentation about the East India Company and the birth of modern fascism. So don't miss that one. We're probably going to go for three or four hours again. And then also on Saturday. My friends Patty and Penny are going to be coming back. We're going to have part two to our conversation that we began a couple of weeks ago about crop circles. We're going to be moving on to some other subjects that they're also involved in. So please, I hope you can join us for both nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 to 11, calls in the second hour. Love you. See ya. Bye-bye. Wait, hold on, hold on. Rise Attire just said that he texted me. Um, No, I didn't. Let your audience know that if they're thinking about grabbing anything from your signature series as a Christmas present, you guys should order it by Saturday at midnight. That is the that's the cutoff to have guaranteed Christmas delivery. So while we're here, let me just jump right on over to Rise Attire USA. Let me throw my headphones on again. Okay. Oh, look, and he's got a whole bunch of new stuff. Ooh, look at this. All right. So let me find the signature series for Red Pill 78 and methods. The method stuff is no longer available. He has retired it, but. You can get any of these products, the Red Pill Shogun, the Red Pill Truth Wave, the Red Pill Magic Salt Bay, uh, the Red Pill 78, Dr. Red Pill 78, uh, and then, of course, don't forget the Ultra MAGA Collection, uh, which I just think is brilliant. Um, also, uh, um, Adrian, uh, I, the people who built my website, I had them add all of these products uh, to the website. So if you go to redpill78news.com, you can also get to risetireusa.com. So if you guys are going to buy anything, make sure you do it before Saturday at midnight so you can make sure that you and the kiddos get this in time for Christmas because there's nothing quite like opening up a Red Pill 78 Salt Bay hoodie on Christmas morning so you can wear it when you go out and shovel the snow. Okay, that is really it. Good luck and God bless. We will see you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern.